Hi there, I'm Lucia Bodeman. And I'm Nacha Vieira. Welcome to our podcast from both ends, where we discuss life issues and share interesting stories. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on this lovely day. It's so nice to have you here. Good morning, Lucia. How are you today? Hey, Nana. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. So, guys, like many of us, the LGBTQA plus community just wants a space out in the sun. Their struggle has been long and arduous. In many parts of the world, members of the LGBTQA plus community are still unwelcome, scrutinized, and even sentenced to death. However, in other parts of the globe, the community has made significant progress and gained fundamental rights, like the right to marry whoever they love. In this episode, we want to talk about the joys and challenges of having a colorful household. This is one mother's experience. Lucia, you're very passionate about this subject. Could you tell us why? Sure. Uh, this is a subject that's very dear to me now. Okay, maybe, what, 10 years ago, I wouldn't even have thought of it. Um, but I have two gay kids, right? They're not kids anymore. They're adults today, of course. But I've taken a liking. I've taken them under my wing. The fact that they are gay makes no difference to me because I, I embrace them. I appreciate them. They're my children. And as gay children, um, I want to also help represent them in this very, very violent world today. And so just to give you a few numbers, Nadja, according to a, a study by Grupo Gay from Bahia, in 2019, 329 LGBT plus people had a violent death in Brazil. And they were all victims of homotransphobia. And there were 220, 297 homicides and 32 suicides, which is a high number, you know. It's so very it goes, high. yeah. It, I mean, of course, we've done um, leaps of progress in acceptance and with the gay marriage and everything good that's happening. There's still a long road to go, you know, there's yeah, still much, true. much that we have to do. But this is something that's been happening throughout history for a very, very long time. It's not something new. It's just finally being exposed, which may cause uh, discomfort in a lot of people. And of course, ignorance is a big part of it. A lot of people don't understand what it is. And so they prefer to criminalize it. They prefer to kill, to assassinate in the name of uh, quote unquote decency, which is ridiculous. So yeah. so yeah, there's still a long road ahead, but it is dear to my heart. And I do want to protect my children and defend their way of living. Just so the listeners know, you have three children, right? Right. I have three kids. Yes and two of them are, are gay. So do you think your children, quote, got out of the closet, unquote, long before they told you about it? Um, yes, I wasn't too aware of what was happening, you know, until my children um, exposed that they were gay to me. I never thought of it as a problem. It was never a problem. I just noticed something was going on. And then at some point, my, my daughter didn't tell me she just started going out with you know with girls more than boys and I started to realize just so the the listeners know it is you have one daughter who is gay and one son who is gay right just yeah, to make that clear yeah. yeah but yeah when my daughter just started seeing you know having more girl 
friends at home. Mm -hmm. And I started to, of course, I got suspicious because, you know, the one boyfriend that she did have, eventually they broke up and she started having lots and lots of female friends. Mm -hmm. But isn't that common to a girl to have lots of other girlfriends? Yeah, but not when they start holding hands and, ah, okay. and they start, you know, doing certain things and having certain behaviors. You start noticing that there is something different. But then eventually when she just came out and, and said, mom, I mean, you know, right, mom? And I said, yeah, I imagine. And she says, well, it's okay, right? And I said, sure, it's fine. Yeah. And and my son, it was funny because I was even more certain of his behavior. I was I was pretty sure that, that he was uh, gay before he told me. But um, it was a funny thing. We were, I think we were in Sao Paulo. And we were having, I don't know, I went to visit, right? I'm from Recife. So my mom and I went to visit. And at certain point, Point we were having a meal. I don't remember if it was in his apartment or if it was somewhere, you know, on the streets, whatever. And he just, we were just having a normal meal. He just says, Mom, you know, I'm gay, right? And I said, No, no, I do. Well, I kind of suspected. Well, I am, Mom. And I said, Okay, well, as long as you're happy, that was it. It's very I nice. don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe because of my upbringing, it's just who I am. My father, um, And my mother, they both taught me very well to value family above anything. So not everybody reacts that way, right? Not many no, parents react that no, way. No, no. We, we hear stories that are really sad. Yeah. But what was your biggest concern? Did you have any concern at all when they told you that they were gay? Yes, I did. And I still do. Um, because depending on what they wear in certain parts of the world, especially where I live, right? Because we live in the Northeast, which this is an opinion I have. Um, there is still a lot of uh, homophobia, right? Um, I just have a little more information for you. In the Northeast, there is a percentage of 35.5 of being more homotransphobic than the rest of the country. Wow. Okay, so maybe if you go to the South East, it's about 29.7%. This is according to the, um, you know, for the study from Grupo Gay Bahia from 2019. So the Northeast is definitely um, the most homotransphobic region in our country. And so because of this, because of this, um, when my kids go out, especially my son, when he goes out wearing something flashy or something to, you know, that calls too much attention, then I don't know if he'll ever understand that because he thinks I'm being um, phobic. He thinks I'm being phobic, but maybe one day he'll understand that it's not me. I don't mind what he's wearing, but I fear for his life because of other people's reaction to him. Did that in any way shake your relationship with them? At least in the beginning, somehow, you know, misunderstandings or never, 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 ever, ever, never. Thank goodness. Never. I never had that kind of problem. And um, in my area, as an English teacher, you know that there are um, many gay teachers mm. um, in the field. It's very common. And I have them to thank for who I am today as a mother of two gay kids, because I've heard their stories. They've, they've shared with me a lot of what goes on in their lives. Some of them, their mothers will, are not as accepting 
as I am, and they've they've told me things. You know, they've shared with me some some very sad stories about families in general who don't accept them. You know, a lot of these kids get kicked out of the house. A lot of them have no place to go, and they have to you know do things on their own because the parents and family will not only not accept them, but will brutalize them, will hit them, will kill them. Do you think religion plays a role in that um, prejudice um, outlook on uh, that too? That too. There's a lot of ugly stuff um, mixed in there, and um, people don't want to get into the nasty stuff. We've talked about this before, right? The nasty makes you feel uncomfortable, and the and you have to get to that nasty stuff. You have to pull people up to a table and talk. Yeah. You know. I say this over and over again. To me, in my mind, there is just no question about it. Coming to terms, sitting down at a table and discussing and trying to understand what you don't understand, who that other person is, what he feels, what she feels, you know, I think that would be the solution to so many problems. But we don't do that. We would rather, um, I don't know if the word is scrutinize, we would rather label, we would rather judge we would rather consider as wrong. We would rather kill. And things just get worse and the hatred just keeps growing and growing and growing. All of this because there's ignorance. People just simply don't talk to each other. So do you think the hatred is growing or there has been improvement? I don't really know, Nana, if it's going to get any better. But as someone who is optimistic and hopeful, I would like to say, I hope so. <laughs> But I still, I still see so much hatred in the world. Everyone is, is, you know, everything is polarized now. You're either for me or against me. You're either right or you're wrong. You're either normal or different, you know, bad or good. And so all of these words and these labels, until we get rid of those, and it's like I said, sit down at a table and talk and discuss and listen to one another until that's done. I don't see a, a very optimistic future. Was it hard on your children to own who they were or who they are? Oh, no, no, not at all. They are, they're totally fine with it. They are totally fine with it. The fact that they showed that they were totally fine and comfortable and the people that they were with were comfortable, that made me feel comfortable But in return. But do you think return, they were so. fine and comfortable because you were fine and comfortable in return to them? If you had behaved, you know, in a different way, you know, one of those parents mm -hmm. who are judgmental, do you think they would have been different? Uh, oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know where it starts. I don't know if it was because I was or if it because they were. And all they want is to be who they are and to be accepted for who they love regardless. And this is something so easy for me and so difficult for everyone else. I don't understand the difficulty. Homophobia is a real thing in this world. How do you, as a mother, deal with it? Huh. Let me think. Well, I'm just very, very careful not to feel any of the symptoms. I want to make sure that I keep my head above, you know, anything and that I keep my heart in place, that I keep my mind in place. Um, I watch the news. I see what's happening. It hurts me. It pains me because anytime anyone is, I don't know, suffers any kind of, of violence, it pains me. It really does because I see that happening um, like it were happening to my kids. And I don't, it's not just the kids. I have very, very dear friends um, who I hold very, very special in my heart who are also gay. And so 
I want them to be happy. <laughs> it's just that simple, you know, mm-hmm. and and you don't see that happening. You see them going through so much and the world is yeah. very, very cruel right now to them, you know. So so if when when I see someone being accepted, when I see someone being um uh welcome, you know, it just it makes me really, really happy. An example of that is let's see, when I went to the US for my son's wedding, he married um a Texan guy. It was the best wedding of my life. I mean, it was such a show of unconditional love. Okay. It wasn't going through the patterns because I was used to seeing a wedding, you know, having the bride in white and the groom and everyone sitting down and the bride walks in and, you know, you have all these, you have this, this whole format that you have to follow. You the have traditional all these patterns, format. Yeah. the traditional format. And mm-hmm. so that's what I was used to. Right. Okay, I walk in and you see, um, I saw couples, I saw gay couples, I saw people, their appearances were very different from a traditional wedding. And I had all sorts of people and coming up and, and being very, very nice to me and very welcoming. Okay, this is the moment when I felt, okay, anyone who is homophobic would not have stepped inside this room because it was anything but quote unquote normal to them. Parents who are non-accepting usually were raised themselves in a non-accepting environment. Is there a better way to help them see life differently other than just labeling them homophobic? Yes, but again, it's hard in today's society because when you have all these, you know, different channels telling you otherwise, but like I said, and I repeat this as many times as I can, sit down at the table, listen, talk and get to know them because things are much scarier Mm -hmm. when you are unfamiliar. That is right. We always fear. We always fear the unknown. Would you acknowledge that there has been some progress too? Like for example, nowadays I see a lot of efforts, for example, Netflix to include Mm -hmm. gays or trans or, you know, and yes. Yeah. I think, I think it's a start. I think it's very good. I like to see that they're doing this because even a a gay kiss used to be something like, Oh my God, nobody wanted to see that, you know, on television. (gasps) Oh my God. You know, but now, like you said, like Netflix and other channels and, and just the other day on, on, Big Brother Brazil. Okay, I don't always watch it, but it was a big deal. So, according to a lot of people, and so it caught my attention. And 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 there were two guys in the in the house who who kissed each other, mm-hmm. and it was a you know everyone was talking about it right. for a while and says, hey, you guys, you have to see things, you know, because if you don't see them, you have again, you're going to stick to that idea that it's a bad thing. They weren't doing anything wrong. They were they were not you know, doing anything that would be considered offensive to anyone, just as much as a heterosexual couple would not do something, you know, that, yeah. you know, if, if it got any more sexual, of course, they'd have to get a room, right. right? But you see heterosexual couples in the streets everywhere have, you know, kissing and hugging and sometimes more, mm-hmm. right? 
which people consider normal. Okay, I don't really love that word, but anyways, normal. So why can't other people do it? Okay, because it's not right, quote unquote, it's not right. So you go back to that preconceived notion of what is right and wrong. So um, in answer to your question, yes, I do see that there has been some progress. But again, it's far from, from where we need to go. What advice would you give to parents who have just learned about their child's sexual orientation? Huh. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't, like I, I've been saying, I don't see it as anything difficult. It is hard because we understand their, the, each person's upbringing. So I can understand how difficult it must be for them to accept anything that is not what they would consider good for their children. But what I would say is, is just sit down and talk to them. Sit, just sit down and talk to them and listen to them and be above anything. Love your children. They're your children. You know, they're not going to, it's not because they're gay that they are not your kids anymore, right? Sometimes it's difficult for parents to understand um, about mourning. Yes, Uh, who your who you expected your son or your daughter to be, right? Maybe you have that expectation that he is going to marry a girl and that they're going to have grandchildren for you. And, you know, they're going to live in a white house, in, in a house, a beautiful house and have a dog with a picket fence and blah, 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 blah. And it is difficult. At least I initially had some feelings. Okay, this means I'm not going to have grandchildren. This means it's not going to be the way I expected. You do mourn what you expected them to be or to have. So I think I think people need to respect that because that is, you know, that's something that they also need to work out within themselves before they can accept what's what's happening on the outside. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think the word compassion is a big one there because it is for both sides, you know, because sometimes yeah. we only look to one side and we're not looking at the other side because it is a terrible situation for both of them i can imagine right for yeah, the homosexual yeah. and for the parent who is not accepting it's hard for people to change their belief system right the truth has not been discussed the truth has been told and some people just blindly accept it as the truth but there are other truths um, they are struggling they are fighting to have a right to live the way that they wish to live, the same as we are. You know, each one of us wants that. Each one of us wants to be respected for who we are, for who we love, regardless of what we have, you know, whether I have, whether I am a king or whether I am someone that cleans the streets every day, we are not a different part of the society. We are all one. The society is one. What I see is we cannot wait. I think instead of someone showing someone else that uh, anyone who is gay is just like us. I think it, it doesn't depend on media. It doesn't depend on anyone. I think it depends on us, every, each one of us, each, each individual. I mean, if we, if we accept, you know, we make that tiny step, which I think is tiny. Some people might consider it a big step. Um, if we just accept, you know, little by little, just accept it. It will eventually work. It will eventually become 
you know, a healthier society. It's not because someone else told us, because that would be doctrinizing just like the other things. It can't be because someone told us to accept it. You have to accept it because you think, you know, that's the right yeah, thing to that do. Yeah, that is why I think sometimes I have a little trouble with the throwing of the label homophobic, you know, at every corner, because that shuts people down. But that doesn't mean that shutting someone down, that that person is changing his or her mind. You see what I mean? Are we shutting that person and somehow that person is going to pull a, a gun trigger anyway, quietly without leaving any trace on the internet that he was or she was homophobic? You see what I mean? Trying to reason with that person, helping the person to say things in a different way. Yeah, I would say more questioning than than affirming. Yeah, because the affirming is not good. So I think the questioning and the listening would be good. Because, you know, also seeing it from the other side, there are some gays who see homophobics as the negative, you know, that doesn't help either, right? Because I see labeling happening from both sides, you see. And so this is the reason why there needs to be a moment of, of discussion, because, you know, it, the, the people who are gay need to understand how difficult it is for those who are not to accept them, you know, um, because there has been, you know, the process of, of building that mindset has been long, you know, like I said, we, again, I don't want to get into it, but I'm already getting into it, <laughs> which is religion and politics. There's so much involved there, you know, and, and, and if you are gay and you label that other person as someone who will not understand, please understand what he or she uh, has been through, okay, how he or she has been brought up and the kind of beliefs that they've been exposed to. So understanding needs to be happening from both sides, right? They have to understand that as well. It's not easy. It's not easy to accept because... Like I said, you know, we've we've had all we've been listening to a lot. We've been reading homophobic, if you will, or, you know, prejudicial. Either way, it's still bad. It's still harmful um, and harmful, I say, because it does not construct relationship. It separates them. So um, I think there needs to be tolerance on both sides and understanding. OK, and. We understand the suffering of people um, who are on one side. We also need to understand the suffering of those who are on the other side and, and you know, bring that compassion that you mentioned before. I think it's important. Is there a formula for ending homophobia? That I haven't mentioned before? No, not nothing, nothing other than what I've mentioned. Um, no, no. But I would like to see people coming together. I would like to see people understanding, you know, putting themselves instead of judging the other, going into their shoes, you know, seeing things from a different scope through a different lens. I think if, if we stop um, labeling and judging and pointing fingers less and start placing ourselves in their um, in each other's shoes to understand what's happening and to understand and, and you know, be tolerant um, before accepting and eventually um, building healthier relationships. I think that's the way to go. This has been a very, another very controversial point of view is about um, the subject in school. Should school be teaching or should school stay out of it and keep on to, you know, traditional subjects like math and history and so on and not even touch the subject? 
as long as you know they are not discriminating you know their their own students so how do you think it goes because this was a huge um controversial thing i think by the time they had they came with what they called in brazil kitty gay remember they talked about it yeah well well the moment you start um imposing a belief um i think that's bad i don't think schools should do anything um because if a school does it if a teacher does it it's from the point of view of okay we're superior but we accept these people you know i i don't like that i don't like that i think you know it's like it's like we say trabalho de formiguinha i think um i just think that the things that kids are exposed to need to need to change i think those of us who are accepting need to show everyone else that it's okay to wear tiger shoes you know it's okay to wear a flashy gold jacket if you want to because i think if we do that kind of work i think it'll be much easier and much more accepting than someone you know such as a teacher or a professor or a church or politician telling them it's okay to love like it's okay to love these guys like yeah but who are you to say that it's okay right so i question i question that superior person's um superiority <laughs> to 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 be in a position to say well it's okay for us like who are you you know to say that it's okay i mean is this god or what i mean as far as i know according to the bible god loves all I, yeah i like that because i really think it should be normal like any other student this is what i think acceptance is you know it's like it's normal like any other student mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how he or she is dressed it doesn't right. matter you know for me the teacher concern is to teach her subject you know and treat everybody in the classroom equally with respect yeah. so that would be it but yeah. once yeah. it is imposed in my mind it becomes a target Yeah, I, I, it's just sad to me that human beings need to have someone tell them who, I mean, what to think. I mean, we've gotten to the point where we are so, so much influenced by someone else's opinion. This is sad. I think this is what I call, this is the dumbing down of society. You know, this is where, where we, our minds are becoming very, how can I say, degradado, degraded, maybe? Because I need someone to tell me who to accept, you know, um, that I think that's totally wrong. I mean, I accept whoever I wish. I think the, the, the education that you have at home, the education that I had at home, at least speaking, you know, on a personal level, um, my father, my mother told me to 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 be kind, to accept everyone uh, regardless. Okay, and, you know don't commit, don't do anything wrong, be a good person, be a, a decent um, citizen, and go according to what you've been taught. You know what's right, you know what's wrong, you don't need someone else telling you. It's just treating everybody with respect. Yeah, yeah. And this is something you don't need someone else to tell yeah. you to do. You know, so why is it that we don't treat someone right unless our leader, our president, our priest, our whatever tells us it's right or it's wrong? I mean, I mean, I don't remember, you know, even in, in, in Jesus, you know, even in the Bible, when Jesus was going through uh, everything, you know, everything that he experienced with his disciples, it was something he knew. Right. He was he was blessed with. Uh, with kindness. He had kindness in his heart. He didn't have hate in his heart. He didn't judge, right? He just wanted people to honor 
uh, his brother or his sister. That's, that's, you know, that, that's the greatest gift you can give to anyone. And so you don't need someone else telling you what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, you know, what's right, what's good, you know, just, just be a, a, an honorable person, be respectful, be kind, and be compassionate. Um, and you'll know what to do. And if everyone does that, I mean, even if just 5% of the society does that, you're going to notice a major change for yeah, the better. True. Okay. So one day when we get to that point, yeah. who knows? Hopefully soon. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hopefully That's soon. True. Yeah. So um, any final remarks? No, not that I can think of. <laughs> Besides, you know, my I'm going to have a t-shirt made, listen to one another. <laughs> Something like that. Just listen that to one another. That is a great slogan. And trust. Yeah. yeah. Just listen to one another. Be compassionate. Be understanding. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Don't judge. Don't judge. And don't listen to anyone else. You don't need a leader. You don't need anyone telling you what's right and wrong. You know what's right and what's wrong. You know what is bad, what's good behavior, you know, and, and the golden rule. Treat anyone as you would like yeah. to be treated. So... Okay, Lucia, thank you very much for sharing with us. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Make sure you subscribe and we'll see you next time. Bye, Lou. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.